All right, welcome everybody to episode 19 of Tuesdays with Perry. Let's see if we can't get Perry on the line. Hey, Perry. How are you today? Rudy, I'm doing great. I just got back into the country from a, a wonderful Thanksgiving cruise with friends and family. So what is it you can do to upset my world today? <laughs> if you haven't been watching the news, um, it is all about China. So if you hadn't heard, uh, China is completely... Uh, in full revolt against the regime, mostly having to do with um, the COVID lockdowns. If you hadn't heard, people were, had been uh, restricted uh, from leaving their homes. They've been uh, locked in their homes, welded in their homes. They weren't able to go outside at all. They weren't able to go shopping or anything like that. And um, they've been quite a few responses to that. And I'm just going to run down the line here for you. Earlier in the month, Apple um, uh, Apple uh, restricted the uh, uh, on all iPhones owned in China. Apple restricted the AirDrop tool, uh, reportedly used by China's anti-lockdown protesters. Um, so we have that issue. Um, Biden is reported in the news, his administration is closely watching China protests over uh, COVID lockdowns, but the Biden administration hasn't got, came out and declared um, any support for the protesters whatsoever. Um, and even uh, the United States military news is uh, reporting that Biden is silent on the issue, and as well as Democratic Senator Mark Warner basically admits Biden admin scared of ruffling China's feathers. But of course, your governor, Ron DeSantis, praises Chinese protesters for finally speaking out against draconian COVID-19 lockdowns. So your governor has taken the Liberty Torch and said, uh, as far as he's concerned, and uh, as far as a lot of us are concerned, that um, uh, America supports freedom, uh, the freedom uh, of movement, the freedom of speech, and obviously uh, freedom from living under a uh, totalitarian regime like the communist Chinese. Um, so why don't we start? Um, I also want to talk a little about uh, a little bit about Apple. Uh, is threatening to kick Twitter from the App Store because Elon Musk wants to allow free speech there. It seems kind of uh, hypocritical, um, maybe not so much that Apple is restricting their airdrop tool, uh, undermining the protesters' ability to communicate. So why don't we start uh, with Apple? Okay, well, this is just one more example of why I will never, ever, never, never, ever buy a piece of shit Apple product for the remainder of my life. I have never owned and I never shall. And I am proud to make that point. Well made. Oh, nothing more need be said. Yeah. They are nothing more than shadows of authoritarianism and they're showing their true colors. Indeed. It's always money over people. Yeah. Always. Indeed. It is 
the corporate world government showing their teeth. Um, and if, if people didn't know, uh, Apple is the largest corporation in the world uh, uh, above uh, ExxonMobil. And um, they're showing their true, true colors of authoritarianism. And if people also didn't know that the growing authoritarianism, not just in China, but around the world, is spurred on uh, by the corporate oligarchy. So um, we won't go any further into them removing Twitter from the App Store if Elon Musk allows people like Alex Jones or, or whomever uh, back onto the platform who have not broken the law and who have not uh, been involved in egregious scamming. So I just want to move on. Why don't we move on to the Democratic response, which Biden apparently is hiding in his basement again uh, regarding the communist Chinese about, they're about, it looks like a, a lot of the Western press has said um, their options are limited. They, they're not going to be able to do too much else to try to quietly uh, quell the protests. So they're going to come down with a heavy hand. So that's probably coming. So, but Biden is watching closely, whatever that means. And even Mark Warner comes out and said he's afraid, the Biden administration is afraid of what to do here. And um, as I mentioned before, the American military news says um, the Biden administration is quiet. So before we get on to uh, DeSantis's rightful uh, pledge of support for the Chinese uh, protests of liberty, what do you think about the Democratic uh weak response, which is typical, but we're not surprised. But what's your comment on that? Well, when neither you nor I are surprised, but we have history on our side to back up our thinking on this. We can go back all the way to um, Munich 1936 and start with the Democrats' God, none other than Fiorello, um, Delano Roosevelt, who they still pray to, and how he played uh, tiddlywinks with with Chancellor Hitler until he had no choice after the bombing of uh, Pearl Harbor to ultimately go to war against him. Right. All socialists think alike, and what are socialists? They're authoritarian. This is, this is what the Chinese are. This is why I said 10, maybe as much as 15 years ago, the Chinese are the new Nazis. And people looked at me like I was, I was smoking crack. And I said, you're thinking of Nazism as the Germans used it. You're not looking at nationalism the way the Chinese use it. And the way the Chinese use it has been to grant their people enough freedom so that they can benefit from the tools of their trades to own a home, to travel. Chinese travel just like everybody else does today. But they are the new Nazis. They control all industry. If an American wants to open a factory in China because it will cost them less than 10% to produce that product as it would in the United States, and why would that be? Oh, that's right, because of government mandates placed on him as an employer. The Chinese will happily allow him, at his expense, to build a building and, and employ people in his factory that they end up 
being a 51% share partner in. And if he ever decides to walk away from the deal, they keep it all. Oh, yeah. So that's what the Nazis of 1930s was. That's how they got Mercedes-Benz to build the, the, the tools of the trade they used in their war machine. Right. Okay? This is what the Chinese are doing. This is exactly what the Democrats want to do here. Why do you think, for any reason at all, in, in a country that supposedly believes in free market capitalism, that the United States government is spending hundreds of billions of dollars to build chip factories that – we need in order to produce cars and just about anything else in in the world today. Why do we need the government to build, to give money to build these these factories, so that the government can have a say as to who is employed in those factories, how much the product to be sold for, and who will be able to buy it? And this is exactly what the Chinese do. So, going back to Uncle Joe, why is he sitting in the basement trying to find? words because he's owned by the Chinese. We've known this for years. Okay? So what else is new? (laughs) It's not that he's afraid of their war machine. He's not afraid of that. He's afraid of upsetting the apple cart that the the Biden crime family has benefited from over the past 10, 12 years. That's what this is all about. Yeah, his owner's. He's uh, worried about owner, him. Right. He's uh, worried about upsetting his owners, and I said that today in the podcast that people don't understand that uh, the amount of infiltration in the DNC from the communist uh, Chinese. It doesn't take a lot to buy off people. The Chinese have the money and are willing to spread it around, whether it's a million dollars or ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand um, dollars. They can, you know, they can obviously corrupt people. Uh, if the price is right. And I always say, do you know the difference between, you know what the difference between fascism and communism is? Do I know the difference? Yeah. Well, just, well, well, just hear, just hear me out here. Uh, It's only, it's only 1% ownership. That's, that's the difference between (laughs) fascism and communism. Well put, well put. (laughs) All right. I was going to be much much more deep than that, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm just making a little joke. It's not really, it's it's real. It's not really a joke, but um, that is the truth of the matter. And as soon as the Chinese allow um, at least half ownership by private entities, um, that throws communism out the window. But 51% ownership by the state. You know, that's still communism. So why don't we move on to your governor? Uh, Wow. Uh, You should see the speech if you have a chance. Ron DeSantis praises Chinese protesters from finally speaking out against draconian COVID-19 lockdowns. And this is from uh, Business Insider, of all places. Um, Mm. And I'm just going to read the lead here. Um, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida praised Chinese protesters on Tuesday who have been taken to the streets in revolt against month-long COVID-19 lockdowns that have bound millions of people in their homes. And he said, quote, the people of China are right to be able to speak out and protest against what the Chinese Communist Party is doing, DeSantis said. Um, What do you think? I mean, uh, I would have liked to heard, I would have liked to heard uh, what Ron DeSantis said about the protests in Hong Kong because the West was silent during those protests, um, but now he's got a little higher political ambition, so he is speaking out, but he's certainly on the right side of this, 
and I'm surprised, um, uh, you know, obviously Business Insider, Fox had it. DeSantis says Chinese people right to protest zero COVID lockdowns that belong in ash heap of history was an added part of the quote, of obviously, from um, Fox here. Uh, speaking at a press conference, a Republican governor said China's policies are draconian, unscientific, and violates people's liberties. And he goes on to say the CCP has a maniacal desire to exert total control, totalitarianism, over its population. Zero COVID, a pretext for the Chinese government to tyrannize the people. I just think we need these draconian COVID policies to go to the ash heap of history where they belong. Indeed. So what do you think about your governor there, Perry? Well, I keep waiting for something to say in opposition to what he says and does. And the man just doesn't give me any opportunities. <laughs> I, um, I, I keep saying how proud I am to be a Floridian, and much of it has to do with how he has governed. I mean, I've lived in this state now more than half my life. I've been here. The first governor I voted for was Martinez. He turned out to be a joke. And he a uh, one term, and that's the reason why Lion, and that's not L I O N, it is L Y I N apostrophe Lion, Walken Lawton, may he rot in hell, um, was able to defeat him in his reelection attempt. Uh, the same can be said of, of of Jeb. He came in strong. He went out like a lamb, and um, Rick Scott as well. Um, we're not even going to, we're going to jump over the old donkey that's now been put out the pasture because he was just a continuation of Jeb Bush. Nothing against Jeb Bush. He, I thought he was a great governor, but this man who is currently in the governor's mansion just blows me away. He really does. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because of his um, Navy background. Maybe it's because of the way he was raised. Um I see him as the next Ronald Reagan should he decide to run for president, whether it's in two years or whether it's in six years or after that. He's young. He's only in his early 40s. He's got plenty of time. So getting back to what he had to say about uh, the Chinese lockdowns, um, thank you. Thank you for at least doing what no other politician has been willing to do, going all the way back to Daddy Bush and the Tiananmen Square protests. Had we stood up for those people who were fighting for freedom then, and you uh, you may not remember this, but back then in 1991, during the protests in Tiananmen Square, they were draping themselves in American flags. People had made up um, masks that they put over their heads, symbolizing the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And, and it just went on and on and on. And as an American, I was like, I am so proud to know they feel that way about our form of government. And we need, we need to stand up for them, for their, for their human rights, and for their rights as Chinese citizens to say what they want to say. Yeah, they were doing and, that in, in Hong Kong, too. They were uh, flying American right? flags and, and things like that. So that's, you know, right. everybody, and, every individual wants liberty, that's for sure. Right. And and I'll go one step further. This really has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but yet it does. Um, you know, we happen to enjoy going to art auctions. And 
we have learned so much about art over the years from Park West Galleries. And on this cruise, um, I was reminded once again about uh, the the artist laureate known as Peter Max. And unfortunately, he is at the end of his life now. He's no longer painting. But when the Russians allowed an artist, an American artist for the first time, to be put into the Hermitage Museum, which is their national art museum, it was Peter Max. And the auctioneer who was on this cruise reminded me that during this showing, Peter Max had over 15,000 people waiting in line to see his art. Many of these people were carrying American flags. And when he saw this, before they even opened the doors to allow people into the building, he came out, he kneeled to the crowd, and he flashed the V for peace or victory, but in this case it was peace, to all the Russians who had come to see his artwork. And it was of the American flag that they wanted to see, that piece of art that he had painted. And he was overtaken by all of this. And um, Daddy Bush forgot about this when he came to Tiananmen Square. And because we refused to say anything then, the Chinese literally beat these people into submission, threw many of them into concentration camps to never be heard from again. They've done, as you just said, they've done the same thing to the uh, protesters in, in Hong Kong, which, by the way, when the Chinese offered, the, for I don't know why, but back in 1994, at the end of the 100-year lease, the Chinese said to the British, we'll renew it for another 100 years if you want. And the British said, no, we want out. And so they repatriated um, Hong Kong to mainland China. And they promised the British that everything in Hong Kong would remain the same. They weren't going to change anything. Well, we see how well that lasted. No, and it how long it yeah, it was supposed to, they were supposed to stay out for another five years, but uh, they couldn't wait because of the protests happening there. What I don't understand is all this talk about democracy, and then if you ever look online, they say Chinese version of democracy. Uh, there is no Chinese version. There's no democracy there, and there's no personal liberty. When did uh, the when did the West, and particularly the United States, stop standing up for liberties, personal liberties, and for real democracy, one man, one vote type of democracy, um, we don't really see that being pushed abroad because the United States used to be um, help, helping propagate uh, democracy worldwide, and it seems now that we are in a form of corporate oligarchy that they don't want democracy and they certainly don't want personal liberty. So it doesn't look like America is the bastion for that any longer. And they certainly don't want to spread that globally. They're more interested in spreading uh, corporate authoritarianism globally. And they're gonna use the Chinese model because it's in my belief that it was indeed the corporations helped out by Kissinger and Nixon that, um, that went to China and, and created this sort of um, authoritarian hellscape 
uh, to be um, farmed out to to the rest of the world. So um, you know the person the person on the street wouldn't have the liberty to speak his mind. Let's say against authoritarianism or whatever, devaluing the the dollar or or COVID lockdowns or or what have you. It seems that uh, America and the West has given up on liberty and uh, changed their definition of democracy. Well, there there is no question that that is true. Uh, if it if it weren't the case, then the opposite would be happening right now. This is again another reason why they couldn't. The deep staters could not allow there to be a a, a back-to-back Trump presidency That's because right. he stood for all the things they are opposed to. They want total control and order. I didn't say anything about democracy. I didn't say anything about equal justice under that law. They want total control and authority. And the only way to get it is to use the Chinese model. What is that model? As long as you can benefit the state, we're going to take care of you. You have an obligation to the state. That is to be productive and to produce things that we, the state, and those governed by the state can benefit from using. Once you are no longer an effective means of production, we have no use for you. And all you have to do is look at how they treat people who either A, are mentally or physically disabled, let's throw emotionally into it as well, and those of the elderly. They warehouse these people, and they try to shorten their life as best they can, short of uh, injecting a pocket of air into their veins. And this this is where we're headed. You look at what Canada has done recently with legalizing um, suicide, and it goes on and on and on. Now, some of those who listen to your podcast would say, well, why shouldn't I have the right to commit suicide? Well, I got news for you, pal. You can blow your brains out anytime you want. You can swallow sleeping pills. You can do whatever you want if you want to kill yourself. I don't care if you ride your car into a 400-year-old oak tree. You can kill yourself anytime you want. But don't don't um, don't destroy the value of life by telling me through your government that it's okay to right. commit suicide. And then we have to not. pay. And that's, right, we have to pay for the assistance in the. In the not to mention that. Yeah. That's correct. That that was my. You know, it's that was we, my we've gone. Oh, I was going to say we've gone from a country that believes in preserving life, which is the Judeo-Christian way. Right of preserving life at all costs to, well, let's, let's eliminate life because it's not wanted by the person carrying it. Right. Or let's shorten it because the person just simply doesn't want to live anymore. Right. That's not liberty. Right. That's not freedom. Yeah. You have to have reverence for, you have to have reverence for life, uh, whether it's your own or someone else's or, um, whether it's inanimate life like plants or whether it's animals and, People care more about animals, it seems, than fetuses or oh. old people or or even criminals. You know, um, right? I I, I want to uh, switch gears just a little bit, Perry, before we close it up here. Um, there's an article today, and I want to get your take on this. I think we talked about this a little bit before. Is that there was an article here about um, House Republicans or MAGA Republicans are picking fights uh, with wo- uh, woke corporations? 
And um, to me, this seems like the split, uh, finally, for me, a good split between Republicans and, and corporate power. Um, do you think uh, this is, uh, I think it's a good thing because I don't really believe that um, corporations should have, have as much as much I believe, uh, as much as I believe in private business, I don't believe that they should have the amount of political power they have. And the Republicans, uh, there's one thing I didn't like about the Republican Party, they had long been the bastion for corporate political power. Now it seems that all the corporations are jumping ship anyway and going over to the Democrats. Oh, they really, corporations controlled the uniparty um, if you've ever heard of that term. So they would just go to whatever side uh, would benefit them the most or both sides. In a lot of cases, you would see that corporations would donate to both sides because they want to control domestically with the Democrats and they want to control uh, um, uh, foreign policy internationally with the Republicans, among other things. Um, what do you think about this cleave here between uh, the Republicans and, and corporate power? Well, first of all, you need to go back to the historical connection between Republicans and the corporate world. Um, you've got that pretty much spot on. The whole reason why we supported corporations over, and I'm using the Democrats' view of this here, over the individual who works for the corporation was simple. Unions are what controlled what took place inside major corporations. And everyone knows labor is the number one cost driving factor when it comes to running a business. <clears throat> so by, by default, Republicans were the only party corporatists to go to to seek relief from the power and the control of, of unions. Yep. Right. So Reagan fixed that problem in the 1980s, starting with PATCO. And he basically sent a shiver down the spines of the AFL-CIO and of the truckers' unions and everything else when you can bust a union legally through the power of government, now everything changes. That's the reason why uh, Saturn car manufacturing came along, and that's also the reason why in 2009 one of the first things um, Obama did to – to take care of his union thug buddies who helped get him elected in 2008 was tell GM because who controlled GM for two years? It was Obama. And it was his auto um, czar who said, we're going to close that factory. Now, why did they want to close Saturn? It happened to be the crowning jewel of um General Motors at the time. Oh, that's right, because they didn't build their cars in Detroit. They built their cars in South Carolina, and they were a union-free shop. The people who worked in that union-free um, factory were all had a share of the profits in that company. They were, they were not union. They were owners. Well, hey, look, Obama couldn't have that. So what was the first thing Rifton did? He closed them down. Right. Same thing can be said about what's going on here with why the Republicans are no longer the party of choice 
for the corporatists of the 21st century. They're not needed. There are no unions. I mean, Disney doesn't have a union for all their IT people that they kicked out of a job so that they could hire Indians at one quarter the price, right? Okay, so that's the reason why union, I'm sorry, that's the reason why corporations today are no longer interested in, in giving money to just one party. That's the reason why they're in bed with the Democrats too, because the Democrats say, well, what are you going to do for me? Well, what do you want me to do? Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to contribute to the DNC. I want you to set up a PAC. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And in return for that, if we get power, we'll let you do whatever you want. Right. This is why the corporatists of Apple and um, Google and all the others, Disney, that's why they're in bed with the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, I appreciate talking to you, Perry. Uh, have a good drive back, and um, we'll talk again next week. Thanks for everything, man. I really appreciate it. Sounds great, Rudy. Look forward to it, and uh, you'd be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for all your input. We'll see you. Okay, you got it. Take Bye. care now. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, there goes Perry, episode 19 of Tuesdays with Perry. Got a lot of great insight there from Perry about his governor, Ron DeSantis, and what's going on in in China, um, and especially with Apple and corporations. We're under the thumb of corporations, which is a shame. And, um, you know, they're the ones pushing authoritarianism and uh, taking away our personal liberties. So uh, that's the democratic way. They're just going to vote away our constitutional rights and you're going to be left with no recourse when the worst comes down the pike. All right, that's it. Tuesdays with Perry. We'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow and we'll see Perry next week. Peace out.